0: And welcome to the Smart Humans podcast, where we dive in into the latest news and emerging trends in recruitment and talent acquisition. I'm your host Adrian Chernat, and today we are here with Jerome Ternic, the founder and CEO of Smart Recruiters. Jerome has recently launched a new book titled "Hiring Success: How Visionary CEOs Compete for Best Talent," which aims to empower CEOs with the tools and strategies needed to win in today's competitive talent market. In this episode, we'll talk about the link between talent acquisition and business success and the challenges organizations are facing when it comes to attracting and hiring great talent. We're also going to be talking about how the talent acquisition community can contribute and help fight the effects of the pandemic crisis. With that in mind, I invite you to sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hi, Jerome. It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: Uh, Before we get started, for our listeners who don't know you, can you tell us a little bit uh, about yourself and what is it uh, that you are doing?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Jerome Turning. I'm the founder and CEO of Smart Recruiters. We're the enterprise talent acquisition suite, Um, basically the generational successor to applicant tracking systems. Um, And uh, based out of San Francisco, we were founded about 10 years ago. um, And we're really replacing the likes of Teleo, Brass Ring, and uh, uh, all the Old first generation provide all the first generation ATS with a modern talent acquisition suite that combines ATS CRM marketing in one platform that helps uh, customers acquire uh, talent manage their process and make successful hires um, so that's uh, in a nutshell what I do we have about a thousand enterprise customers using smart recruiters today mostly big companies um, you know the likes of uh, Bosch or IKEa Visa even LinkedIn actually uh, uh, uses Global to manage their own
0: hires. One thing that I find very interesting about smart recruiters is the fact that you have a very big coverage in terms of geography. So you have presence in US, in in Europe, uh, uh, across the globe. Uh, Is this a key part of your strategy?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it's really important uh, when you talk about ATS and talent acquisition suite that you actually have a global capability, right? Because the world is global, increasingly so, Um, and therefore you need to be able to support customers and help them operate in their talent markets, wherever those talent markets are. And so, yes, very early on, we actually invested uh, in having a platform that works globally. We're live in 37 languages um, and uh, and supporting customers 24 seven around the globe. Um, And our usage actually around uh, around the world is very evenly distributed
0: between Asia, Europe, and uh, Americas. I see. so uh, diving into the uh, to the topic uh, given the current context uh, one thing that's certain that's uncertainty uh, what's your view of how is the current context impacting the talent acquisition market what do you think is changing?
1: Yeah, a couple of things are changing. Um, The first one uh, is uh, we're flipping to a uh, a job-driven market, right? We've been in a candidate-driven market for a long time where we are – you know, surgically hunting for people and it's really hard to find any kind of resource, right? Right now, we flip to another kind of market where if you post your job on any aggregator, you wake up the next morning, you have 500 resumes. And they're like, yeah, so what, right? Now you just got to read the 500 resumes. So we're actually flipping from a a thrive to get some candidates in to a thrive to get the right candidates in, right? And that actually means that talent acquisition sourcing uh, needs to operate much more strategically. I think this will actually uh, uh, seriously limit or challenge job posting as we know it. This model was already like, "Ah, should I really advertise my job, right? If I'm hiring 25 flavors of salespeople, should I post 25 jobs and let the candidate pick which kind of product in which region do they want to sell, or should I say we're hiring salespeople and then I pick which person? So do I use a, a CRM and a talent pool and then I market my jobs only to pre-qualified candidates or do I expose my jobs to the market and let people decide, right? And I think this idea that you take your jobs and you expose them to the market is actually flawed when you think about it, and it's we're seeing TA leaders actually recenter their 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 operations around talent pools, strategic advertising like you guys do, and filling in on, on top of the funnel. Now you have a pool of salespeople, a pool of engineers, a pool of, and you advertise your jobs only to pre-qualified candidates, right? And. Um, we're actually uh, seeing a lot of that and working, we are working with our customers to uh, uh, to define a solution, called the smart jobs, where you actually advertise your jobs only to pre-qualified candidates, right? Whether these are people from your talent pool or just from the market, but you're like, the goal is less candidate. Please don't send me 500 candidates is I think what TA is going to be asking uh, in the next few um, quarters, probably years, quite frankly.
0: And, uh- there, we can see a lot of content on, on on LinkedIn and across the web that companies are more open into digitalizing processes internally, automating processes uh, as a result of the current context. Do you think that that's something that uh, will speed up digitalization in talent acquisition? Will companies embrace new technologies faster?
1: Yeah, there's clearly a, um, a trend towards digitalization of the recruiting function, right? I mean, for starters, um, this uh, the, the hiring freeze um, and the low hiring or slow hiring going on now is the perfect opportunity for TA leaders to actually upgrade their TA tech stack, right? We're seeing it now market like, so we're in the business of replacing your ATS. When you think about it, like replacing your ATS is, is like upgrading the engine of your car, right? It's a lot easier to do if the car is parked, right? And for the last five years, the car hasn't been parked. We were just busy hiring people, hiring people. We had no no time to actually even think about, oh, I need a better system. So we're seeing TA leaders actually make a case to say, oh, now is a good time uh, to actually upgrade our our ATS. We uh, we we're just uh, signed, um, With a a 100,000 employee fashion retailer out of Europe, actually, one of the largest fashion retailers in the world. And we're like, hey, are you guys good? Are we doing this? Or and they're like, Yeah, the stores are closed. It's perfect time. Let's let's go. Let's hurry up, right? Because they've been on teleo globally for you know decades. And now they're like, Okay, perfect time to upgrade. And the business case for it, the ROI to upgrade your ATS, uh, is simple, right? It's like, hey boss, I I have this outdated ATS, we plugged in a CRM, another system, and now I have like five systems that I'm gonna consolidate in one. The new system is gonna convert candidates at least. 50% percent better than our old ATS, which means I'll spend less money in advertising and sourcing. And it's going to drive collaboration with the hiring managers, which is going to make my recruiters, coordinators much more effective. So I reckon I probably restart with two-thirds of the team I had before. Here's the spreadsheet with the numbers. You go to the CFO, you show them this, and they go, yeah, good idea, go ahead, right? And yep. actually, if they're honest, they might say, good idea, go ahead. and..." good that you came to see me because your name was on the spreadsheet as well, right? Because if you're not busy upgrading, what are you busy doing if you're in a hiring crisis.
0: Yeah, actually, we see the same thing here as Marginal. So our customer success team was more focused on uh, uh, implementing new features that we have in our product uh, to to our customers. So they have more time to spend or embracing uh, new features, new technology. So that's mm-hmm. definitely a, a good thing. Uh, you are mentioning in in your book, hiring success, the fact that yeah. it's highly important for uh, leaders to. Higher grade talent, which, of course, if we would ask uh, company leaders, do you want to attract uh, the greatest talent that that is out there? Most, all of them will say yes. But in reality, we can see that that's Mm -hmm. not happening. So it's just a wishful thinking.
1: Yeah, you know, and this is this is actually why I wrote the book. I wrote the book for the simple fact. 82% 82% of CEOs put hiring top talent as their number one priority because they understand who you hire defines who you are. And at the same time, 80% of Fortune 500 believe they don't hire great people. How is that possible? That. The CEOs say this is the most important thing and the companies aren't able to achieve that. Is it rocket science? And No, it's not rocket science. The problem is we've actually underinvested in recruiting and we put recruiting as a back office function that is in HR somewhere. They even power it with your HR system. It becomes a process like approving your vacation or your compensation or your career. But it's a sales and marketing process you you invest in recruiting to acquire great talent just make you invest in marketing to acquire great uh, great customers right and that realization from where how how recruiting is measured like time to feel cost per hire faster cheaper no right this is completely wrong and i i really felt and this is what what i explained in the book and the book is really a book for the c-suite it's like oh you oh you want to hire great people yeah well, this is how you do it, right? And I think that this is how you do it. Intuitively, reali- in reality, all TA leaders know how to do this, but they haven't been given the the authority, the metrics, uh, the technology, the investment to actually turn recruiting into a machine that, that is amazing at hiring a great talent. That's what we call hiring success, right? And that's... That really is why it compelled me to write this book. And I hope through this, through this pandemic right now that we could bridge that gap, right? Because you're like, yeah, well, I have enough candidates. Exactly, that's exactly the point. Now is a good time to actually be really picky, really, really picky. Right now is a time where you should actually say, oh, okay, I have one job. Mm, Let me see how great a person I can get on this market, right? This is exactly the moment where you need to focus on quality of hire rather than say, yeah, I got 500 resume, whatever I pick one, we'll see, right? Which is unfortunately uh, how recruiting has been treated in many organizations.
0: So, you think that in terms of KPIs of the metrics that leaders should look at, uh, there will be a change for cost optimization, the cheapest way, the fastest way, to more towards quality of, of, of higher. Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah,
1: it's always a tri- It's always a triangle, right? Um, it's uh, cost, quality and time. That's the same for every function for many things. So the problem with recruiting is that uh, we have driven this in the wrong direction, right? Uh, and we measure the wrong thing. So let me uh, go through this right cost per hire. My cost per hire is $3,225. I'm a CEO, like, tell me, why should I care? Like you can come next month and tell me no, it's 2,722. Like I don't care. Make you could make it zero if you want, right? So this is not a, the point. So you measure your budgets not on cost per hire but on, on actual hiring budget as a percentage of the salaries of the people you are hiring. So now you can say, hey boss, I'm spending 6% of my new hire salary in recruiting. Okay, So I'm thinking, all right, is that a lot? How does that compare to uh, our competitors? Do they invest more? How, do you invest 6% across the board? Do you invest more for engineering and less for this? How do you split your budget? So now we're having a an investment conversation, right? Because no no TA leader in the world has ever been to a management meeting where they say next year I think we should increase our cost per hire. And this doesn't happen. But you could go there and say, hey, we're at six percent of new hire salary as our market as our recruiting budget. Realistically, this is a bit on the low side compared to our peers and that we're being out-hired here, boss. I'm sorry, but if you gave me more money, here is what I could do. So measure it. Measure, measure the hiring budget as a percentage of new hire salary. It changes the conversation. Second, time to fill. Time to fill faster is broken because it, it doesn't tell me anything. As a CEO, you tell me your time to fill is 47 days. okay. I mean, I don't know, start earlier, right? What can I tell you? I don't care that it's 47 days or 39, right? What I do care is other people there on time, right? Like if if uh, uh, if I want to go and invade Belgium, are the soldiers going to be there on the morning of invasion, right? And that is there is no time to fill doesn't terminate so you measure you measure speed in hiring velocity which is the simple measure what is the percentage of jobs that are filled on time and if i if i say hey, 85% of our jobs are filled on time then i know as a CEO that, yeah, if I decide to do this or that, then 85% of the people are going to show up on the day of the interview, right? And 85% is probably acceptable if our velocity is at 65%. And I know the business is struggling. And I'm like, okay, how can we drive our velocity back? So now we're having a velocity conversation and hiring velocity and business velocity are exactly the same. The third metric is around quality. And the quality of hire has typically been measured you know two years after you hire people by performance and nobody ever looks back at it it doesn't work so what we what we built with our customers is we build a net hiring score which works exactly like a net promoter score uh, and gives you a pulse of your hiring quality your hiring fit uh, at the 90 day mark for firm hires. so at the 90 day mark you ask the manager on a scale of one to ten how much of a fit is this person and you ask the candidate, on a scale of 1 to 10, how much of a fit is this new job? And then you take the 9 and 10, the ones who are like, yeah, great, minus the 1 to 5, those that are like, blah, 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 I might have made a mistake here. And you end up with a positive negative score that gives you a real-time view of, are you hiring more amazing fit than profits? Very simple. The first time we ran this was with a large tech company in San Francisco. In 52% of cases, either the manager or the candidate said, "Uh, no. Now, you take this data back to the CEO, it's like, what do you mean? 50% of my hires are like, "Mm, not sure about this? Like, what kind of company are you building, right? Nobody was measuring it. So this is described in the book. um, And in simple way, we have the Definitive Guide for Hiring Success, which is a more compelling um, methodology for TA practitioner. We have the Hiring Success Masterclass, which we actually made uh, free online. so You can get your own Hiring Success certification. And then it really takes, like, what are the metrics? And how do you measure this? And what it says is, basically, TA matters. You need to invest in recruiting. Here is how to do it, and it's great for TA leaders to build a business case for their C suite and for the C suite to finally understand how does this whole thing work? Like, how do we hire amazing talent at scale?
0: Well, what I find interesting is that you are bringing in your book that uh, your expertise both from enterprise but also from your own experience in building a company. Uh, yeah. Which is very helpful because, again, especially for fast-growing companies, talent is like—it's uh, with a big question mark. Of, okay, my company is uh, growing fast. How can I keep this healthy growth? And without uh, hiring the great talent, uh, the great talent, your growth will not be healthy for sure. So it's very yeah. interesting to bring expertise from both sides of of the market. And I, th-
1: I think the uh, great talent applies to all levels. There's a great barista and a not-so-great barista in your yeah. Starbucks, right? Clear. Yeah. And they and they define whether you're going to buy a sandwich with your coffee and whether you're going to come back tomorrow or not, right? And there is a great uh, CEO and a not-so-great CEO. Like, there is talent is all over the place, right? Exactly. And it's not only when you're growing fast. Actually, if you're not growing and you don't have the luxury of, of piling people on top of people, then every every person matters even more, right? It's like, okay, you got to build this product, you get five engineers, like choose wisely, right? You get 45 engineers, okay, yeah, maybe I can make some mistakes, right? So it actually uh, uh, applies to every situation and to every talent. Every hire you make defines everything like who you hire defines everything it defines your ability to sell to service to support but if you're the hiring manager who you hire defines you as a leader it defines you it defines whether you're going to spend your evening at, at home with your family or you're going to be working on that presentation that the guy you hired was not able to finish right it defines whether you're going to be on escalation calls with customers if you're going to make late hours in the store because this person didn't shop like it defines your life Right? and hiring managers understand this very, very well, very well, right? But they just don't know how to partner with TA to actually optimize that process. So we're we're basically encouraging recruiting to step up. Um, and for me, you're right, as a recruiting professional and as a founder and CEO, like you know, I like I was able to put two and two together, and it's like, okay, I got to write a book about it. So
0: yeah, well, I'm I'm happy that you mentioned the uh, the fact that they're. Are different segments within the market, but this has 100%. It's 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 the case. So, for example, uh, the perception, at least from my point of view, is that it for IT companies, it's it's easier for technology companies to stand out, to create a work culture, and to attract talent. But actually, what's very interesting, we can see players from the retail industry who are who have a, a leadership that's highly highly focused on attracting the best talent, and they are building uh, great uh, work environments. And you can feel this, like, when you have your first uh, foot in the store, you can only have a sense that there, there's something great about the company, about the work culture, mm-hmm. because the people are happy, uh, they treat you well. So this is, uh, for sure, it doesn't apply only for technology companies. It's for any company out there, blue color, white color, doesn't yeah. matter what you are hiring. It's, it's, it's the same thing, basically.
1: Yeah. I mean, I have a simple question on this topic, which I ask sometimes. is like, have you ever met a jerk in an Apple store?
0: No, no,
1: you just don't, right? Yeah. You just yeah. don't. Right. So it's really, it's really important. Right? Here the, the the simplest example, right? A retail yes. associate like, yes, actually it's something they do. There's a bunch of things Apple does. Right. But the selection of their retail associate is actually yes. really good. And I, Obviously, the onboarding and the training and the management, everything has to align, right? But it starts with who you hire, right? You can never hire somebody who's wrong and try to fix them, or you can hire the right person in the first
0: place, right? Exactly. And one topic, and I think this is the most important topic today for, for, for us people in the talent acquisition space. There, there are a lot of people who have lost their jobs. Uh, we see there are millions and millions of people who have lost their, their job. uh, what is it that we can do, uh, technology suppliers in talent acquisition, companies, talent acquisition teams across the globe, how we can help?
1: Yeah, it it is actually a moment of truth. I think for TA, because um, when you think about it, TA, we're about connecting people to jobs. That's what we do, right? And well right now there's a lot of people that need to be reconnected to jobs. Um, so I think there's three things that uh, TA uh, leaders can do today um, to help with the situation. The first one is internally step up to own internal mobility. Historically, internal hiring is often managed by HR while recruiting or TA is for external candidates. Well, right now, you need to protect your employees and your employee base as much as possible, and you need to actually bring fluidity, transparency, and active marketing techniques into internal hiring so you make sure that every, anybody in, in the company gets access to the opportunity. If you're hiring somebody, like make sure you first look inside before you look outside. It sounds easy to to do, or it sounds easy easy to say, but it's harder to do. And for TA, it really is a step up. Like in most organizations, they don't really have the control over that. And they should say, hey, boss, I can do that. Like you want to make sure that nobody gets hired externally. If we have the internal candidate, I know how to do that. I can build talent pools. I can bring fluidity. I can market jobs internally. Like let me free internal mobility. One. Two if you're in a layoff situation step up to help your alumni and use your use your skill set and your technology to bring all your alumni or your future alumni into a talent pool and start supporting them you can support them uh, by making the talent pool available to other companies airbnb chose to actually publish their at their directory of alumni right well that's a bold move, I love it. I think uh, how many uh, alumni Airbnb found the job because of this initiative, perfect. You can do this more confidentially, you can share it with other recruiters. So take ownership of the alumni talent pool. And it's not hard, just take your CRM, we've partnered with a number of our customers actually to do that, like use your CRM, build a landing page, get people located. you are an alumni, sign up, we will help you. Uh, and it's all on a voluntary basis. And then turn your TA, uh, your recruiters into alumni placement agent. Like, Make the case to the CFO that this is the right thing to do. We're going to keep the recruiting team as they are today. We're not going to furlough or, um, or lay off anyone on the recruiting team, or at least uh, a minimum amount, but we're going to ask them to step up and be a coaching, a mentor, an outplacement support to our alumni. right? These are two things that you can do internally, internal mobility and alumni management. The third thing is towards the market. If you've been uh, made uh, redundant, made of, or you are followed, then use this time to do what you do best, which is help candidates land a good job, right? And there are many platforms that are being built where you can help. We launched, uh, so we've donated our technology to numerous initiatives, I'll name a few, but we launched a, a website and an initiative um, called Recruiters, Recruiting Recruiters in the US, uh, where all recruiters can actually sign up to get help from other recruiters. Companies that are hiring recruiters right now, like uh, healthcare and government and transportation logistics. There's a bunch of sectors that are in hiring frenzy. Can help, um, and uh, they are being uh, mentored and supported. We did a platform for uh, in Lebanon, Jobs for Lebanon, which is actually picking up a lot of steam for to hire people remotely in Lebanon, and it's a real initiative. And there, like literally, you have like I don't know 20 volunteers that are helping candidates day by day and helping make connections. You know, use your time wisely, but help um, help the community and help individuals land their job. I love the concept of uh, mentorship and uh, um, and giving back in this moment.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, that, that's great. I mean, uh, I I saw we are in the hiring process for, for, for uh, in the U.S. in in New York, and as you mentioned, uh, like Airbnb did, other companies did did, did as well. So. Uh, there's a great vibe between talent acquisition uh, uh, specialists. Uh, so I've talked with a bunch of them and they were sending, hey, I have this list from this company, this list, please take a look. So it, it's, it's good that uh, more and more people are connecting to uh, to help uh, yeah. uh, those who have uh, lost their, their job. Uh, before, we, uh, before we close, uh, I would like to ask you, how can people buy your book? where they should... Uh, uh, yeah, so
1: apply. the book... Yeah, hiring success. It's on Amazon, um, so you can easily get uh, get it on uh, uh, on Amazon or hiringsuccess.com. If you visit the website hiringsuccess.com, it has the methodology, it has a link to the book on Amazon, and it has the definitive guide, which is like a 300-page like real how-to guide. And you can sign up for the hiring success masterclass. Um, but this is a good read and a good gift for your CEO actually, um, while they are uh, sitting at home, just uh, send them a book and they will. If they read it, they'll definitely invest in recruiting. I guarantee that.
0: Um, we will also have a link in the in the description, uh, so uh, our listeners could uh, could click there and uh, buy your book. Highly recommended, by the way. Uh, as a CEO and founder, thank and you. as uh, we are growing, it's, it's highly helpful to have your your insights. Uh, as mentioned, it's, it's it's important. It's not just like okay, it, uh, I should hire great people. You have to do it. It's not just in theory. You need to do it practically in order to have to have a, a healthy company. Uh, Jerome, thank you very much for for again for taking your time. It has been a pleasure. Uh, yeah. Stay safe and. Uh, speak to you soon in another in another uh, Smartimus podcast
1: absolutely thank you so much for having me and good luck to you
0: thank you thank you for joining us on this episode of the Smartimus podcast if you enjoyed it and found the information available feel free to like share and subscribe you can also reach out to us at smartymos.com or check out our blog at smartymos.com forward slash blog see you next time